Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Okay, just, uh, it's me, the Dark Master, back again with the Living Martial Arts uh, podcast. Uh, I've got a great guest today, somebody I've known from my martial arts past um, and was, uh, was a great fighter, actually. I watched him with, uh, with great uh, inspiration and um, he was a very, very cool fighter, in my opinion. So I've got uh, Mr. Tom Wynn. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing very fine, right, thank you. Lovely to speak to you. Good. Um, I will return that compliment because I would watch you and you were one of my favourite fighters because I liked your movements and the way you fought differently. And I always picked up on fighters, obviously, when I was coming through because, obviously, I'm sure you started before me. Um, I started in 81, so, you know, obviously, you were a black belt and yeah. international. And, and winning competitions at that time and I used to well I always still do and have done I used to watch you in the lightweight and I used to watch Ron and obviously Kenny and Kim and you know all these are my heroes and and you yeah. were one of them you know people have to stand out for me win the fighting um, technically and have the fight and use the brain and the movements yeah yeah so you you were someone that I looked up to because obviously it's strange to hear that you looked at me because, I mean, I understand why you did because you have to look at what's coming up, don't you? You look at yeah. not where you are, where you were winning all the championships and everything and fighting for, you know, the UK squad. You look who's coming through. Yeah. You look at the fighters who you could pretend, not just the ones that are in front of you, which a lot of people don't do, but you do the same as me. You look at the people that are going to be coming through, the next generation, Yeah, and, you know, you could be fighting them, even yeah. though at that time you were in a different weight category than me. But, you know, there is still that possibility of fighting, so yeah. that's nice yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I agree. And I think um, it was always one of the things that, that I did. I always looked at the, the fighters coming up and thinking, right, what weight, you know, once once they uh, come up to the black belts, are they going to be in my weight? Uh, I used to look at them and think, yeah. okay, you know, if they're in my weight, how am I going to beat them? Um, you know, what, yeah. what, 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 what are their tools? What are their best bits? Um, yeah. You know, what's their best kick? What do they like doing? And I think I think that's really, uh, really important. I do, I do say to my fighters now, you know, when you go to tournaments, you know, look at the people um, that are coming up that perhaps you're going to fight in the future and, um, you know, just keep an eye on them. 
and uh, see see how they go. But uh, you know, with 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 that with that said, um, uh, and as I said, you know, I've, I've watched yourself, um, and uh, obviously, you know, we we watch many fighters. But what what about your your martial arts journey? How how did it start? Why why did you start in the first place? Um, well, I've always been into sports. I mean, like everybody as a kid, I played football and I was religiously playing that and I had a trial for Birmingham City and I was, I was a bit naughty, I went in at the wrong age and whatever, you know. Oh, just, wow. Yeah, I went in too young, but they didn't know that. And I used to fight, play, football was my life basically and, and fitness and watching, I love boxing. I used to watch the boxing, the wrestling, world of sport. You know, used to be on every Saturday, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and I could fight, and I always kicked when I fought. I always did drop kicks and kicks, even though I didn't do martial arts. I was naturally someone that liked to kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I could use my hands and that, but I, I didn't really... I wasn't interested in boxing because I wanted to kick and punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at that time, then obviously we went through the Bruce Lee boom, but before that, my, my friend and my best friend at the time uh, was Oliver Cowles, which you probably know, Oliver, yeah. Oliver Cowles. Um, yeah. And he used to live next door. So what we used to do is we'd go and find books and buy books at hmm. jumble sales in the shop. It was very rarely back then. And then go to the libraries. And we'd basically go in the garden and we'd train. Yeah. And we had. We had the first Bible, Taekwondo Bible, and we were liking it all, watching it. We had Master Yama Koshenkai, his book, which was fantastic. So he'd read one book to one time, I'd do another. Then we'd practice techniques, we'd do mad things, you know, like we did, hand conditioning. We did all of this before we even did martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> and we... We were sparring like Bruce Lee back in the day and we used to have people come over and they'd say, oh, I can fight and whatever, and they'd come over and we'd spar and fight to see who's the best. And, I mean, we were like, as we are now, I'd say to you, Ray, okay, you, you know, do you want to come over and have a spar? So we didn't really have equipment. We had old cricket clubs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Old cricket clubs because we thought they would like the Bruce Lee ones, you know. Yeah. Um, we didn't have guards, we didn't have think. And if you got your shoes on, you got your shoes on. <laughs> so we'd, we'd fight, basically. Um, and then every book, we'd, we'd just digest every book, we'd read it, try and learn everything because there wasn't any really clubs around then and couldn't really afford it at that time. So sure. we were practising continually. So we were doing cushion Kai, Wing Chun. We were doing it like learning all the techniques. And like, as Bruce said, you know, take what's useful and use it. And the other, you know, you leave it. So we were doing that, the same type of thing. Yeah. But then at that time, there was a, a leisure to sport, which like years ago, there was the free pass for swimming if you pass your swimming. So they did that, which was fantastic, because in Birmingham, we had Shukakai Karate, we had Aikido, we had Judo, we had everything. So what we did is we'd basically go, one night we do Aikido, next night we do Judo, 
Kushenkai Karate. Here we go another night. Then I joined with Oli um, Wadurai, Toro, one of the top technical Wadurai teachers, sadly passed away now. And then we had Eddie Daniels across the road. He was one of the, the team members from Shotokan. We'd, we'd go there. Then we joined Laogar. So this is what we we're doing. And we wanted to be a master of everything. Right. And that was basically what we did. We went to work. We, we trained. We trained and trained. And then just was reading. And, and it was, you know, that was technically your life. You wanted to be a master of it all. So we did everything, basically. Sure. Then when new came on, I did I diverse a little bit and I did um, monkey boxing, white crane, and then back then we had a couple of mad styles in where the people were jumping on the bandwagon and they were teaching in restaurants and we were just thinking, or the Japanese or the Chinese or the Korean, don't know what they're doing, but they were just making a fast book. <laughs> yeah. So this went on for many years. Um, and then basically, I'd, we'd, we'd been at the Wadda the water Rye and the Lau, and then out the blue, I don't know, I think when I got married to 1981, Ollie had been doing Taekwondo because obviously we'd moved out and, you know, you, you, you're doing your married life a little bit and that. And then he told me about the Taekwondo, so... I came along to the demonstration at Paul Donnelly's and like, was like, wow, this is what I want. It was exactly what I wanted because I did a couple of points competitions with the Lao, but I was getting disqualified because basically I was street fighting because I was fighting. Mm. I used to have people challenge me and I'd meet them and we'd have a fight in the park just like Bruce did. <laughs> and we used to go down to Cymac, the old Cymac with Tim Ward, so I knew very well. Yeah. And buy all the books up. And then everyone would come in and have a chat. And then they would, you'd get someone go, oh, Wing Chun's better than Lao Gar, and that was it. Like, okay, Spark Hill Park over the road, okay. Let's go and see which is the best then. And that's what I'd do. Mm. I'd, I'd basically fight people <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd do the Bruce Lee because from the age of 15 I'm still trying to get the book now Linda Lee Cadwell did an the like an autobiography of Bruce Lee which is the best book I've ever read about him and that went missing and I always used to use a load of the quotes out of that so I'm trying to get that on eBay and of course when you're into something you like want to be that person, don't you? So we all wanted to be Bruce, and when we seen him on World of Sport and then Enter the Dragon and everything, you kind of think, wow, you know, he, he led the way for a lot of us. Yeah. And I was kind of copying, the, you know, the the same type of thing, oh, you all think your style is better than me, and we were fighting, basically. <laughs> so the good thing about coming into training martial arts properly is that you're not doing that anymore. You're doing it on a different format, in in the right format. But when I did the points, I was like hitting people because I didn't understand just touching them. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I seen the continuous, I thought, this is my cup of tea, this. <laughs> because the hitting, they're not really put, they say, you know, a couple of centimetres away or light contact. We know it's not light contact. No. So that's what attracted me, the, the breaking, the flying kicks and everything. And, and that's when I joined Taekwondo. And then I kind of dropped a couple of the other ones down, kept everything that I wanted, you know, kept it there. But you realise then you can't be a, master, a true master of Kung Fu, Taekwondo, Aikido, because all different levels. And the diff, it's like a curry, they're all different flavours. And to, to kind of put that into context, one night we'd go to Aikido and we're all kneeling down and doing a couple of techniques and it was all chilled. And then after that, we go to Lao. So it was all high-pass sparring. And you can't come down from that if you do one and the other. The stances are different and, and the movement. So I kind of dedicated myself then to Taekwondo. Because oh, wow. that's the be-all and end-all of what I wanted to do, really. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, that's cool. Well, it, it's I mean, you said a lot of a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting things there. Um, the football is interesting because do you know what football was my first passion as well? And when I was sort of ten, eleven, no, nobody was going to tell me that I wasn't going to be a professional footballer. And I had some trials as well, and uh, I, I ended up playing at quite a high level. I was playing county football at the time. I was uh, I was a wing back um, on the left. And, uh, or overlapping fullback, as they called it then, yeah. Um, and because uh, I could get up and down the pitch quickly, I had a, I had a good engine. As yeah, so it it was good. And then when I found martial arts, and I realised that I wasn't going to make it in football, I, I I used that passion to put it into my martial arts. Um, and actually, it was you know it, it it wasn't so much the the fighting that I love; it was the physical challenge of um, just just doing more and more push ups and. You know more burpees and and stuff like that. I loved the physical side of um, yeah. Of, of, you know, and I used to love the physical side of football as well. The training and getting on the pitch yeah. and thinking to myself, right, this guy ain't getting past me. Um, and uh, you know that having that that sort of mindset, which was uh, uh, really good. But um, also the other thing you said there was myself and um, uh, Mark Ogborn, Master O. Uh, when we started our schools, we actually had a lot of people come and challenge us. We had some guys from Korea come to come to our school in Bath and said, you know, do you guys fight? And we said, yeah, we fight. And they said, oh, you know, we'd like to fight. And we said, well, yeah, okay, if you um, if you come back next week, because we were just about to start our class. Um, but they they must have gone away and sort of heard a few things, and they never came back. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but that that happened a few times. You had some karate guys come in and uh, things like that. So, it, it it it's quite an interesting mentality. But I think, as you say, a lot of that came from the the Bruce Lee thing of you know you know my, my style's the best and uh, people challenging each other and and so on. But it it was all. I mean, it sounds a bit horrific to anyone listening to this, but it was all good fun actually, wasn't it? Well, if that's it's, at the end of the day, it's like, as I say to people, it is a martial art, but, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you do when, you, when you're learning it, you must be able to defend yourself because that's the ultimate goal at the end of the day. If, if someone attacked you, can you defend yourself? So you have to put yourself in that position of sparring and getting yourself into condition and your mindset to do that 
And if you don't, you know, you, you're going to get hurt. So with these kind of street fights and challenges and that, you can't you can't get any deeper than that, can you? So when you walk into a competition and it's controlled, it's a walk in the park, really, isn't it? Because you're playing. You're not. You're not. You're not fighting full out, are you? You're, the challenge is you're fighting someone with skills similar to you or, as we always say, fight someone better, you know, because you learn from that. And we all did that, didn't we? We went yeah. to the squad train, you know. You, you learn the hard way, but that's the only way, isn't it? That's where you do all your work from training in the club, practice it all there, and then, you, you know, you do it in the competition. But... I had the same, because when I opened my club in Spark Hill, it's a rough area. I did open in Hansworth, which was the roughest of the roughest. Mm. But I'd worked there for years and years, and I got many friends from there um, who come to see me where I was. And then they didn't, they didn't challenge me. They just became great friends over time. And um, we the funniest one we ever had, we had a lad come with a hoodie on, and he was like, thought he was a ninja and he started talking to the some of the lads in the club and said could i come and spar and then he came up to me and spoke to me and i said what are you interested in said oh i don't only do the taekwondo i just want to spar and i said why do you want to spar oh because i'm the best i can stop this technique and, and he was just talking gibberish really you know he'd been reading too much rubbish and then I said, you've got no insurance, you can't come and just spar. I said, but if you're really interested, we have a sparring session. And he said, can I spar you? And I just laughed at him. And I said, well, to get to me, you'd have to go through all the people in the sparring class. And if you get through them, then you can spar me. Right. And we'll see, we'll see how good you are, basically, just telling him straight. Um, but he never turned up. Oh. He never turned up. <laughs> but it it was full of you. But we had a lot of karate and kung fu clubs that came over to spa, and that was fine because it was a learning experience before all the FSKs and that. We're going back to 1988 here, where none of that had. It's only just kind of started, but not many traditional karate and kung fu clubs that didn't spa wouldn't do that. So. I had many clubs coming over, and then years later, I mean, I went to the to Hansworth to like a free day. Freddie McGregor and I like reggae and soul, and and you know that's the music I I, I grew up with. Yeah. Even though I'm Irish descent, and I met some big guys, and they come and go. Remember you, Mister Wynn? I go. Do you remember me? And they're like massive, and you think, crikey, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they always say like. Oh, we used to come over a couple of times with our instructor and we sparred and the one said, I always remember what you said to me because I was showing him doubles and trebles with a sidekick and they'd never done. And then I hit him the one day and he went, well, that won't do a lot of damage. I said, well, I'm only showing you one. That's the one to lead up for the next two. They're going to break your ribs. And he'd go... Really? And I went, yeah, that's just like a boxer jabbing to feel his way in and then hit you with the one he wants you to hit you with. I said, you use your legs. I always refer to it as like a boxer using his jab. Yeah. It's just that your legs are three times to four times more powerful 
than your hands. So if you can use both. And then he said, I remember when we sparred, I knew it with me two side kicks and a turning kick and then a hook kick. And he said, I thought you broke my ribs. And I said, well, I said it as it was, and that's how it is. And, it, and they remember these little things, you know, that you've, you've taught them. I mean, the post I put on the other day, a chap, Steve, come on and went, oh, great to see you, blah, 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 on there. And then he went, I always remember when you showed me, you know, how to correct my front kick. And he was a doorman, and he basically said, I've had more knockouts with the way you showed me how to do the front kick than I did before that. Right, so yeah. they all remember, and I mean, you've had it many times, you get people coming up to you. But the weird thing is, it's like you've said that about admiring me. I've had top martial artists come up to me and tell me all of that. And I'm thinking, Christ almighty, you know what I mean? Why didn't you say that years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been such a boost. I mean, you know, like Alfie Lewis and a lot of top fighters and that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? I've gone to Kevin Bruton's seminar. I've, I mean, I haven't participated. I've gone to support him and Alfie. And they're like talking about me in the seminar. I'm going, it's not about me, it's about you. And it's really, it's like an honour, but I don't know if you've had it. You probably have. Yeah, yeah. And you think, wow, you look like, like I just had Marcus Lewis come on. Alfie's son, and he rarely posts anything, and he's so chilled and laid back. And he put a, a fantastic comment, and he said, I've never seen you fight. And I was like, bloody hell, you know what I mean? That, that is nice, <laughs> but that, yeah. the quality, not just because he's Alfie's son, but he is a quality fighter, and, you know, old school, really, yeah, yeah, to yeah. have a comment, so... Yeah. You've already had the same with things well, like it, that, but yeah, no, it's, it is. It is nice because um, uh, I think, and and all, almost um, better than someone from your own style because when when you know I've, oh, yeah. I've seen some live fight. You know, I remember watching uh, people like uh, Joe Tierney and uh, Alfie Lewis and thinking, wow, you know, very very uh, smooth. You know, their their techniques, freestyle, and. Um, you know, and I've I've got up to some of these fighters and say, "Wow, you know that, that was really inspiring." And they're sort of <laughs> look at me, look at me shocked. But I think that um, it's really nice, you know, somebody from a different discipline uh, that actually says that and recognizes the skill. Um, and I I also think that um, you know from from the the Lao fighters and the freestyle fighters um, when you went into their arena and their backyard, you got a lot of respect for it because um, there was a lot of people that would not enter it. And would not just just wouldn't do it. I remember speaking to people who go, "Oh no, I'm I'm not going to do that." I said, "Well, why not?" I said, "Well, you know, I could get hurt." I said, well, isn't that the point? <laughs> so well, that that's the point, and that's the challenge, isn't it? Yeah. That that's it's all about putting yourself against somebody else. I mean, the the thing is, I mean, I always refer back to the FSK mm. when people ask me about it, and when we all first did it. Um, it started off, and in the first six months, we were mainly kicking and they were punching. I mean, there are, there are good kickers. Six months later, we were punching, they were kicking, and it did us all really good to combine the two. Yes. And now, after that, it, it was kind of hard to, to... You could look at a fight and go, the loud, the Terji B, the Taekwondo, but then 
after about six, seven months, unless they, if they didn't have a suit on, like, you know, signifying where they were from, it, it was harder to distinguish it. So it did us all good. It did the low good because they were kicking more. And it did us a lot better because we're using our hands more than we did. Yeah. So it was a good evolution of mixing the styles and that. Yeah, but I just say like that, you know, a lot of top fighters and that, I mean, you know, I, I'm humbled like you were, like Alfie, Joe Turney, all these people in the mix with, but I'm more... I use the word infamous outside the TRGB than I was in the TRGB. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best move I ever made because my respect, it's like, as we say, it's easier to be respected in your own field, but you go out of that into the big wide world of the FSKs and the MAIs and all of these that I did on my own. As You know, I've never had a coach. I've gone out there on my own. And then I won all their formats, grand champion, and then eventually fought for the lots of different freestyle teams and then ended up in the Warriors. Yeah. But yeah. that was all through the work that I put on the mat. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. Well, I, well, I, I think, um, you know, again, again, you said some interesting things, you know, towards the, the end of the, the 80s, you know, I was lucky enough to, to sort of be in the first few 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 clashes i actually remember because I, I fought um uh jeff bullock and uh, i remember he whispered something in my ear <laughs> i can't say it on because oh, there'd be kids what kids listening but he said something yeah. <laughs> really interesting in my ear and i just walked away thinking right i'm gonna get him before he gets me <laughs> yeah. and i remember dropping an axe kick on him and they had to bring the medical people on i just thought to myself right yeah I was, <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up now and uh, i did i did actually win it but um I've got it. I've got that on. I've got that on video. Yeah, well, I I did get a lot. I got a lot of respect from the um, uh, from the warriors because of that, and um, a few of them mentioned it, uh, which was which was quite quite nice. But I, I was going to come back to um, you know, you fighting because you you always when I watched you, and like I say, I, lo- I watched a lot of fighters, but when I watched you, you always seemed very uh, a very cool and calm fighter. You never lost your head. Uh, when you were fighting, no. a lot of people did, but you you never did. Was, was that something that you did purposely? Was that just your temperament? What what happened there? What I say to people is, in general, you know, I never got angry, or I never lost it. To me, like as you say, train hard, fight easy. All my before I went in onto the mat, I'd fought someone probably hundred times in my head, like you've done yourself. Yeah. So I knew what I was going to do, and I looked at every possibility of if this happened and that happened, and that's how I. That was my mindset when I was training, when I was running. I would go through that fight in my head, so there was no scenario in that fight that. I'd I'd ever have any doubts, and have never never been there. So all I did is switched on my head to fight, yeah. And and then it was it was easier in that sense. And I've always said to people, keep calm, and and that's what I just naturally do. I'm very laid back, 
but if you cross me, I'm not. So I've never turned on that, the crossing bit in spine. It's always been controlled because people say, oh, you hit hard and like, you do this. And I say, I'm not hitting as hard as I can. I'm hitting within the tolerance of what I'm doing. Because I'd say, how do you do points and continuous? I said, that's easy. One, you hit them reasonably hard. And the other one, you touch them, you're a gunfighter. If you have to hit them hard, you hit them with a sidekick in the body. You can't get disqualified for a sidekick in the body. If someone goes down, they can't take a kick, they can't disqualify you. If I hit you with a spinning reverse turning kick full on in the face and I break your nose and you're knocked out, chances are in points you'll get disqualified. But it's hard to disqualify someone when they break the ribs. Yeah. So the body shots. So I never let, as I say, the beast go because there's no need to. It's always controlled and it's a game of chess, putting my fighting skills and tactics and having to change them. That's why we've always, you know, emphasised fight on both sides. Now, everyone thinks I'm left-legged, but I'm not. I'm right-handed and right-legged. It's just I've adapted fighting from the front leg. And when you get past that, if you've got even more damage with the right hand and the right leg, but nine times out of ten, like as I say, I use my leg like a jab, but it's a powerful jab, as you know, with yourself. Because yeah. they look at you and they think, oh, that little jab won't hurt anyone. And I go, we can break two or three boards with that jab. So your ribs are going to go. So you think, it, I mean, I've had, I came back in 2015 at 55. I hadn't fought for 15 years. I hadn't sparred. I ran 10 mile a day. I did bag work. And I entered the WMO, Alfie's first world championships. In the under 75, I was 70, 70 kilo. I entered the under 85 and the over 85. Now, all these vets have been fighting for years. So I won the three of them divisions in the same day. Cool. That's, and then that was good. I had eight. It was one of their top heavyweights. Um, and he got an injury on the day or something. And he said to me, he said, I'd have swept you. He said, I'd have got past them little kicks. And I just looked at him and laughed. Because I say it as it is. I don't, I don't take any, you know, comments that way. And I went... You'd be, the, you'd be the first and the last to do that. And you wouldn't get, get past my leg because I'd, I'd have broke your ribs by then. And he just looked at me and he didn't say anything because that's the talk you need to say to some people. Because I just think it's a little flicky thing, yeah. a little flick. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, you know, as I say, you, you, you don't chop that, you chop the tree down with an axe, you don't chop it down with a hammer, do you? Exactly. So yeah. the soft foot sport, sidekick, is a valuable tool and it gets in there under them floating ribs like a like a boxer and doesn't matter how big you are, whether you're built like Bruno, you know, when you get that in a floating rib, you cannot breathe. So it's <laughs> a technique and where you put it. Yeah, and then two weeks later I went to Germany because they said, 
oh, well, you haven't won this championships. And then I won the division again. Then four months later, I went to Germany again, won another one. Then I did the WKKC, won that. I went to the Irish Open and come second in the heavyweights in the biggest European tournament in the world and then won the European Championships and everything. And the last time I fought was 2019. But all the time I was getting people that were pulling out of the division, so I was having to fight up, which I don't mind. And I fought in the under 85 at 70 kilo. And then the guy kept kicking me leg, like kicking, kicking. Um, And then I beat him. And then basically... He broke me two toes, but that in in the WMO is full on. I yeah, can yeah. stamp on the floor, but them are the rules, and that that can kick. So yeah, no, that, that's 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 cool. I mean, you, you you've um, I mean, you meant you mentioned there um about you know competing, and it's only just a, a few years ago, and your your age were of sort of similar ages, but um, what, what um. You know what? 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 What's? What's your motivation to keep to keep fit? You're obviously keeping yourself fit, and you're keeping yourself. Um, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, you're obviously doing a bit of bit of sparring. What? What type of things are you doing these days? Um. I, well, since I broke broke my toe, I mean, it's like before I was never going to do the vets, and then I've had a lot of people come back to me that I taught with now, like fifteen and sixteen, many years ago. Then they've had the sons, and then I had one lad come back, Adam, who wanted to go on the circuits because he went off with Echo and he never achieved what he was going to do. But should have stayed, you've heard the story, and wanted to come back. And then this went on for about two years, and I just kept looking like you probably did yourself and go, you know what? I could beat these. I could beat these even now because I'd, I'd had a, I only had a scrape on my knee, but that's about it. I've been pretty lucky in that way. Um, but then I torn part of my hamstring where I can't. Sometimes if I do the axe kick, it kind of twangs it. Mm. So I didn't bother doing it. So I just thought, well, I only need the basic tools that I've got anyway to do it. I don't need to do an axe kick. Um, you know, I can hit people with spinning kicks and turning kicks and side kicks. My hands are still fast, so I can hit them with that. And um, I just thought, you know what, sod it. So I went World Championships in six weeks and I went, okay, I'll get up every morning at six o'clock before I go to work, I'll do five mile, go to work, come back, do another five mile, do my bag work, enter the tournament in the three divisions and that's what I did. Mm. So I'd all, I've always kept, kept fit. I always keep fit. I'm a nutter with the fitness. I pull up bars. I've just got some dip bars. I did, I did all the resistance with the, the elastic bands because that's years old that isn't something new hmm. i always have fitness i've always like yourself i've always kept fit and fitness is, is life isn't it you got to look after yourself yeah definitely. so even though i didn't do the sparring the timing was a little bit off but i'd got it come back it kind of come back the mindset of the kicking and whatever because the weirdest thing people ask me i don't know whether that's you and I always just laugh at it because they go, how do I get past your sidekick? And I go, well, I don't know. I've never fought myself, have I? <laughs> but I wouldn't tell you how to do that, would I? But you have to work that out. That's called being a fighter. Yeah, so yeah. now as I mainly coach a lot of students that are with me 
and I've got a student at the moment who, have, you know, for the last couple of two, 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 three years, Mag Magdeep, who trained with me when he was fifteen back in the eighties, and his son does taekwondo, so I go and coach. And then now, as we all know, when you're teaching someone and then it finally clicks, it's finally clicked what I wanted him to do. And he had his, his best fight about three weeks ago and then he went to the World Championships and I just said to him over the phone, all you got to do is pretend I'm there, do what I said, and you'll be World Champion. Run me up later on, World Champion. I went to the... TGB World Championships when it was in Birmingham. Good old friend of both of ours um, and fought many times, Jackson White. Mm. I, it was a bit naughty. I got a free ticket to go on the floor, but I was going around seeing Dave Shepherd, all, all the guys, you know, yeah, yeah. speaking to them. And then I seen Jackson and he was in, in the vets and he was sitting there, you know, there was no one with him. No one coaching him, no one supporting him. And I went, right, this ain't it. So I'm shouting him, do this, Jacko, do that. This went on and on and on. Got into the final. When he got into the final, Mr Oliver came over. He seen me there, was fuming. <laughs> he, started, he started coaching him. I'd done all the work then. After the fight, I get a big bouncer, police bouncer, come up to me, security saying, Show me your hand, your band. I showed him, he went, got to go up there. You escorted me up to the spectator. <laughs> and I had to, had to sit up there and then Dave Oliver looked up at me like as if to say, you know, there you go, back up there. But no one was coaching him. And another yeah. one, Mike Jones, he was from Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah. I and he to the T, Bay. Yeah. And he was fighting. And I was looking at him and I went, He's got his coach, and I said, you don't mind if I just give him a bit of advice? Is, is that okay? And he looked at me, and I said, because he can win this division. And he, he kindly went, okay. And I just said to my, all you got to do is, like as I say, jam him jam and bam him with the side kick, because they're thinking about your kick, and then hit him with your hands, because they're thinking you're not going to use them. And they were doing the old, you know, just hitting each other with a sidekick, stopping, moving back, stopping, moving back. And I said, just bang in a reverse to punch. Mm. Reverse punch. He won. Yeah. Won the, the semis, went through to the final one. Excellent. I, where I go, I, I can't watch somebody without helping them with coaching. Whatever level they are, a fighter, I'll go. I did the same with an ITF. Um, he's now a film star. And I've, I first went there with the ITF. And I said, can I just tell you one thing? What you need to do now is hit this guy in the face. Because every time you hit him in the face, he just falls apart. He did it. He won the British Championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from there, I mean, I don't know if you know... I actually went as an assistant coach, even though I wasn't part of the ITF, with the England squad to Argentina and Italy and Rimini. Because what they did in the combat is they said, we've got squad training open, bring any of your fighters if they're good enough, 
back and Pete. So we used to go down to Reading every month or so. Okay. And there was a white lady who was the captain at the time. And we went down and I went down with my my top girl who won everything similar to me, Liz Buckley. And she beat all the top fighters. And then they were like saying, oh, do you do the sign waves now? I don't do it. I'm not going to do it. Mm. Um, and they were like going, well, do you do Taekwondo? And I went, yeah, I do the original Taekwondo. Mm, and yeah, I yeah. won't change it. And then she beat them, she beat them all in the actual um, the squad training. And then they said, oh, she's got to win these championships. She won all the championships. Grandmaster Rikia came up and said, what a great fighter she was. What a wonderful, you know, young lady she was and would speak to me. And then we went to Argentina and we went to Italy. She fought for the England team. She won the breaking. Um, and then she competed for them. And then she won the FSKs, the MAIs. She did everything. No, that's great, isn't it? It's good when you see somebody somebody do that and they, they, they come through and they um they start believing in themselves and they do well and um you know listen, listen to some good advice. So no no well 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 done to, to you on that. Well just just sort of going back uh, a a little bit because obviously you know, I mentioned about your you know, keeping yourself uh, fit and, and things like that. Um I have a <laughs> well not not a strange diet diet regime or food protocol, but um I do tend to be quite um obsessive about my diet, what I put into my body and, and things like that. Uh are are you one of those people or do you just tend to just be careful generally? What what do you do? It, it has has been said about me, but um normally I used to get off people saying you're not eating enough. Oh. Um it's like when I when I came back and I said, Right, I'm gonna do I'm going to run 10 mile a day, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I went out in the garden, I'm just going to eat chicken and rice and, you know, I'm just going to have this type of, you know, not that I was eating anything wrong anyway, mm. but with like with me and probably yourself, you have a regime and you stick to it and it's military and same with running, same with anything. If, because people say to me, well, why don't you have a day off? It's raining and go, Look, if I had that day off, my mindset won't be the same because I'm in that fight. If the going gets tough, and I and I'm thinking to myself, you missed two runs this month. Have you? Are you? Have you? Are you serious about this? You know, have you done everything to prepare yourself for this fight? So I would never miss anything, and then I go on holiday. I'll run in Greece, 40 degrees, people clap me. I'll run in the rain, I'll run if it's New Year's Day, I'll run if it's Christmas Day, my birthday. Very rarely do I take any time off and I always try new things, as I say. Every, I always read things and learn things and I never stop learning. Whether it, I'll pick it, I've, like I said, I picked it up from books from ballet, always read autobiography of boxers, footballers, because you can always pick up something and learn something. So I think we are very structured in that way because when you get on the mat, you're fighting. So if you haven't prepared, you're you're getting prepared to get hurt. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And it's, you're uh, not playing football, yeah. you're not playing tennis. Someone's going to hit you, like as Mike Tyson said, everyone's got a plan till they get punched in the face, and there's no yeah. better say that. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would watch my guys, that guy in the pants, I say, well, like boards don't hit back, like Bruce said, the pads, you can look fantastic, but yeah. the pads don't hit you, do they? Once he yeah. gets smashed in the face, or he gets a sidekick in the body, you know which type of fighter you're fighting. Yeah, no, it's, 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 very, it's very true. And uh, it's funny, sometimes in the past I've shown people um, some pictures and they said, oh, you know, what was that, a training camp? I said, no, that's actually my honeymoon. <laughs> so on my honeymoon I've got pictures of me hitting the heavy bag and uh, I was, yeah. at, I was yeah. training training I, for a tournament. <laughs> I, didn't know I was run- The day I got married, I was running before, <laughs> before I got married. And they're going, what are you doing? I said, well, what do you want me to do? Sit around till three o'clock till I get married. <laughs> I'll get in up, I'm going to have my breakfast, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to do my stretch, and I'm going to do my training. And when I went up, and the worst thing is when I went on holiday, I'd swim twice a day. Mm. And, and the one girlfriend I had, we went to Sathos, and then someone said, oh, the beach is this long. And I thought, oh, that's nice. And it's the first time I met her. So I went, I'm going to go for a swim, is that all? Okay. Two hours later, I came back. <laughs> it was, where the hell are you? I said, well, I didn't realise I was enjoying myself that much. So they'd gone out as far as the stretch of the beach. And then I thought, crikey, I've got to get back here. I can't <laughs> run on the beach. It's going to be slower. I can't get an Uber. <laughs> so, and then it would be, why are you training all the time, even when you're not? Well... I'm not going to lie on the beach all day. I'll go round, like, I recently went on a couple of holidays. I went up the mountains. I took my lad to Santorini, up mountains. We're going all round the place. I'm busy, and everywhere they go, they go, you're busy, sir. And I say, well, yeah, I ain't come here to sit on the beach. I've come to take in where I am, the history, look around the country. That's what I call a holiday. Hmm. Yeah, 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 de- definitely, definitely. Well, so, this, that's no, the mindset with it. Well, no, I, I, I understand totally, and, I, and I, <laughs> I'm of the same. Well, people uh, think, you know. are you nuts? No, no, this is just natural. You know, <laughs> or you train, it's not a hardship, it's a way of life. When people say, diet, have you got a diet? I say, no, I don't have a diet. I have a lifestyle, I look after myself, mm. I always have, and fitness and health have always been part of it yeah 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 very 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 much so well hey we, we are we are coming to the uh coming to the end of this um this this podcast and then hopefully you can um our listeners here will we'll have a few few links to put into the into the show notes of maybe some of the some of the fights you've done and uh, a couple of bits and pieces but i just really want to well two things as i always say to my guests is that um it'd be lovely to to chat to you again sometime in the future um again about that martial arts and um you know what you happen to be doing at that time and um uh se- secondly you know i'd like to again just thank you for um taking the time really to uh to share your your experience and um you know your time in the martial arts and uh hopefully at some point we can get together in person and just uh share a bit of time as well but um you know i want, want to really thank you for that that, that's no problem. That's my pleasure. I mean, as you know, it's 
it's an hour's not a, a long time when you've been doing martial arts as long as we both have to probably cover yeah. some of the topics and that. But um, we will definitely meet up some sometime and have a chat and a catch up or, yeah. or come over woods or whatever. Um, and as I say, you know, we we can do another part of the podcast and that. Yeah, definitely. If you cover some of the other things, because as I say, I've like yourself, I've done many things and fought many people, lots of different top class fighters, and there's lots of stories about the Warriors and how I met them and how I got in the team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm I'm doing I'm doing a few more. Um... Uh, particular series uh, in the future. Uh, I haven't said this to to anyone yet, but I'm going to do some some features on on training fighters and what fighters need and their mindset and things like that. So yeah. hopefully, when I do that, I'd, I'd love to to chat to you about some of those things. You've got some good insights into um, uh, into fighters in general. You know, you've done it yourself, and you've also taught fighters as well, so trained fighters and coach. So so that'd be really good to chat to you. So um, I look forward. Yeah, let, let's 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 make it let's make it a date. So, uh, I just want to say thank you t- so much to the um, Living Martial Arts podcast fans. I hope you've enjoyed uh, our chat with uh, Mr. Tom Wynn. We'll put some bits and pieces in the show notes, and hopefully, we'll catch up with all of you again very soon with uh, another one of my guests. Thank you very much, and take care to all of you. And thank you, to Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. And uh, thank you for your kind comments. No worries.